Hi, this is Rich Gassaway. You might know me as the creator of 50 Ways to Kill a First Responder video series or Mental Management of Emergencies video series. Both are designed to help improve first responder situational awareness and decision making under stress. I am very happy to announce that I recently launched the Situation Awareness Matters website and I'm using some new forms of media to try to help push out the messages of situational awareness and decision making. Two of those are going to be podcasting and creating a video segment that I'm going to be posting up on YouTube. I want to start the first segment with uh, bringing attention to a post that I recently did on the Situation Awareness Matters website, www.samatters.com. It's called We Must Stop the Insanity. It's a four-part series, and I'm going to talk about the first part of the series in, in today's video segment. The National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health published a report called Preventing, um, Preventing Risk and Injuries to Firefighters Using Risk Management Principles at Structure Fires. It was in response to their assessment of the, a number of incidents where firefighters have been hurt and killed at emergency scenes. The report chronicles several case studies, and uh, what I did in the uh, blog post is I took one of the case studies of an incident where a 39-year-old career firefighter or career captain died after being trapped in a partially collapsed roof in a vacant one-story structure. The report goes on to say <clears throat> that um, the, uh, the victim was advancing a hose line in the front entrance and made his way toward the rear of the house, and the conditions deteriorated rapidly as they were advancing toward the rear. And the attack crew began uh, applying water uh, to the burning ceiling in the kitchen across the areas of the roof, and the structure collapsed, uh, trapping them under the debris. And you, you, you can uh, uh, get the report. I'll put a link to it and, and read the NIOSH report. They make a number of recommendations. And the blog post that I'm putting in these four-part series of We Must Stop the Insanity addresses four of the recommendations made in the, uh, in the report. One of them is a thorough size-up and risk analysis should be performed before conducting operations in burning structures. And... This is something that has been um, cited over and over and over again in NIOSH line of duty death reports of this need to do a thorough size up in risk assessment. And the, the purpose of my talking with you here today is to talk about how we train firefighters and are we training firefighters in a way that is consistent with that NIOSH recommendation. Um, what I've, what I've uh, done is, is uh, traveled around quite a bit <clears throat> observing firefighters training in, in, um, at burn buildings and their training facilities and watch them perform their duties in uh, scenarios involving uh, burn towers. And what I'm seeing is they're not conducting 360-degree size-ups and doing risk assessments before they engage in the interior fire attack in the training evolution. Well, why wouldn't they do that? Well, the burn building is usually made of concrete or steel, or a combination of concrete and steel, and it's a building that the firefighters are very familiar with. So you, you bring the firefighters out to the burn center, <clears throat> and you're going to light a fire in a building that they're very familiar with. Why would they ever need to conduct 360-degree size up in a building that they are so familiar with? In fact, if they did, 
what they're likely to to uh, have the instructors are likely to hear is criticism of why do we have to do a 360 degree size up on this building we know it's concrete and steel we know it's two stories or three stories we know this and we know this already why do we have to do this size up this is ridiculous and this step is overlooked by instructors but yet it is so critical to setting the firefighters up to do the right thing consistently at emergency scenes. If we train over and over and over again that we take the hose line off the truck and into the burning building and take the hose line off and into the burning building again and again and again, that is exactly what firefighters are going to do when they're at a real structure fire. They're not going to think about the 360 degree size up because they haven't practiced it. And as I said in that um, blog post, Practice doesn't make perfect, practice makes permanent. And when I put that out as a blog post, I got all kinds of, of uh, retweets and replies on, on Facebook from, from folks saying, spot on, practice doesn't make perfect, it makes permanent. And we're training firefighters to fail by not having them perform in practice the same way that they perform at real emergencies. And then when, then when we see firefighters do things like advance hose lines into a burning structure without conducting a risk assessment in a 360-degree size-up, we want to be first in line to criticize, ridicule, make fun of them, make fun of, of their competencies, uh, where in fact those firefighters perhaps were trained to fail by not building that skill set into their practice. So my takeaway lesson for you is practice the way you're going to do it at real incidents. No shortcuts. If you're going to do a 360 degree size up at an emergency scene, you got to do 360 degree size ups in training. I don't care if you're using a burn building, Connex railroad cars, or using your fire station to do your training evolutions. It always starts with a 360 degree size up, a risk assessment, and talking about the hazards. Now it isn't where it ends. One other point. If you're training consistently in a burn building that is concrete and steel, when they do their 360 degree size up, you can't have them walking around it just simply saying, it's just a concrete and steel building, let's get on with putting the fire out. Challenge them by showing them video clips of structures that are on fire or photographs of structures on fire. Better be video clips than photographs because video clips show a lot more information uh, smoke color, volume, velocity, density, speed of the fire gives them a sense as to how fast the fire is moving and whether they can move faster than the fire. So video is better, but in lapse having access to a video, a photograph that allows them to see something other than a concrete and steel building. If all we ever do is fight fires in concrete and steel buildings and they never fall down, then when we get out to the scenes of real incidents, every structure is going to look like a concrete and steel building and we're going to go in and fight that fire as if it's not going to fall down on us. I'm helping responders to help. My goal is to help responders see the bad things coming in time to change the outcome. Please visit Situation Awareness Matters, www.samatters.com, and together we'll make a safer fire service.